fightthethingmedia.com. The network, oh, without constraints. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Long Term Memory. My name is Jack. And uh, my name's Colin, but after 25-odd episodes or so, I'm sure you know our names by now, but no doubt we'll continue to tell them each week. Jack, how's you? Yeah, I am good, man. Yourself? Yeah, yeah, not bad. Not bad at all. Not bad. Uh, looking forward to this week's show. It's, it's it's a good one. You'll be hearing it in the next couple of minutes, but we thought we would just tack some of our usual sort of housekeeping and uh, calls to action onto the start of the podcast because jack you know you know better than md we see the mi we see the analytics people switch off at the end and don't listen to us doing this and it is pretty important isn't it yeah it's pretty important i do look and people listen to about 90 percent of the podcast and then just turn it off at the end and that is totally understandable we all do the same thing so we're just sort of sticking it in here at the beginning the usual guff about leaving reviews five-star ratings, all that sort of stuff really does help us get discovered, basically head up the charts where people will be scrolling down and they might take, oh, I've not seen that before, and give us a little click, and it makes a massive difference to our listening figures and our enjoyment because we are comment whores, to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it does make a difference, especially in that iTunes algorithm anyway. We've had 118 reviews or so last time I checked, and that means we do feature on the front page of iTunes fairly regularly, and that does bring eyes to the pod and lets the audience grow and lets our voices go out to more people, which is, is what we want. So you can play your part in helping us with that by, like Jack says, leaving a review. Um, leaving a comment on the review is even better and also just telling your friends about the podcast um, it's free to listen to obviously um, they can get involved, uh, just search for Wrong Term Memory on their podcast and it will pop up Yeah we do this we do this for fun basically and we have never made a penny from this and this is going to sound a little bit oh, woe us, but it's actually costing us money to make the pods with editing and having to buy new equipment and stuff like that, so what we're doing is we're asking you to go on to wrongtermmemory.com and if you scroll down to the bottom, there's going to be a couple of buttons in the website footer, basically, Colin, so there is. Yeah, there is. Um, listen, um, you've got the option to leave a donation if you enjoy what you're listening to, um, if you've enjoyed the content and hopefully going to enjoy future content and you want to support the pod. One of the ways you can do that is by going to the website and looking at those two donate buttons. There's one for PayPal and there's one for buymeacoffee.com or you can just go to buymeacoffee.com forward slash wrong term memory and give us a pound, give us two pounds, just be the equivalent of buying us a beer or buying us a coffee. Um, we both got full-term jobs. This this isn't what this is all about, but we would like to try and get some new equipment, some new microphones, um, some new stuff software-wise, just to improve some of the editing and the sound and hopefully do more effects and more stuff like that. Um, we've got stuff we want to do to try and make it sound better and improve it. Unfortunately, these things are expensive and we've got other bills to pay, so... We don't expect anything whatsoever. However, if you do want to donate, the option's there for you, but no pressure whatsoever. The pods will continue regardless. Yeah, if you can spare a, a couple of quid, it would mean a hell of a lot. And now that people have been turning off at the end of podcasts, they're now just clicking the skip 30 seconds button until they hear the tune. Hi Colin, how are you mate? Yeah, I'm good, good mate. I'm, I'm looking forward to this actually. This is um, 
find this quite interesting because this wasn't something I was right up on uh, prior to a lot of the research that yourself and our guests have done. So it's been pretty interesting so far, but I think it's only going to get more interesting as you and to a greater extent our guests go over it in more detail, I think. Yes, yeah, so we may as well just jump straight in and introduce our guest. He's our friend from Heart and Hand, the Rangers podcast, and as Alex, Alex Staff, mate, how are you? Not bad, gentlemen, not bad. I always enjoy podding with you too, so I'm looking forward to this. How are we? Yes, a little bit. My mind is a little bit melted because what we are going to cover in a series of pods, um, maybe 15, 20 minutes at a time, is basically how to spot fallacies, logical fallacies. And Colin, you held your hands up earlier on today when I sent you this document and kind of admitted that you'd never really heard or didn't really know what a fallacy was. So, yeah, a lot of the examples that are in the document, I'd obviously heard and I knew of those examples. I knew of those sayings and people using them as arguments or using them as examples of speech and stuff but I didn't know they belonged to this overall fallacy family so to speak that that was a, that was a new one on me yeah for sure so we I'm not an expert Collins not an expert so Alex you've been pegged as our <laughs> expert yes. because well t- tell us a little bit because I suppose a lot, some of the listeners won't won't know you so no what did you study at uni and, and why why have I chose you as the expert to come on yes. and speak about this, mate? <laughs> um, so I've done this, uh, well, I mean, my, my degree was in psychology, but uh, I also done the, the first two years of philosophy uh, as well. Plus, during the, the third and fourth years at uni, a lot of the, the stuff that I was doing in psychology was linked to philosophy. There was things like studying consciousness and uh, the, the, the philosophy of, of free will and things like that or the psychology of free will sorry which which a lot of it led to kind of philosophical arguments um it was something i was considered to be kind of decent at uh by other people who knew me but a lot of that i think is just because and we'll kind of get into this in more detail in these pods i think why that's just because people don't you know people who don't take the time to, to look at it or people who have never really considered it before and that's not a criticism of anybody but it can seem far more complicated than it actually is uh, once you we should take a little bit of time and hopefully these pods will help people with that um you can start to spot these things a bit easier and it's all it's all uh, it's, it's important stuff to me for, for me gentlemen i don't know if you guys agree but as we get through this we'll probably try and come up with some real life examples and there's going to be things that you'll hear every single day from the media and p- politicians in particular um a whole load of very influential people who will use this and they know they're doing it uh, and part of the reason why they feel as though they can get away with it is because the general public reaction is, you know, when you talk about these fallacies and things like that, the general public reaction is, oh, that's all, that's all a bit too, you know, highbrow. That's all a bit, that's nonsense. That stuff. When it's actually kind of vitally important to to get a, a kind of good idea of what somebody's actually saying. Well, how much credence should you give that opinion? Should you be given that statement? Uh, because if it doesn't, if it falls into one of these fallacies. You should be able to challenge it, and for me, that was I kind of it blew my mind when I first got introduced to it. It really did. Um, it was something. It was like it was like just waking up. Honestly, it was it was so different for me uh, to anything I'd ever learned or, or done before. Uh, and I, I love it. I really do enjoy it. But 
In terms of expert level, I would never put myself there, guys. I don't think I'd put myself there for anything, would I? Uh, no, you, you, didn't. you wouldn't put yourself <laughs> as an expert on Alex Staff. No, 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 no. Else, so. oh, I don't think I am, to be honest. <laughs> uh, but but genuinely, yeah, you know, I'm not going to I'm not going to uh, be be overly humble about it. I, I do have some knowledge about it. It's stuff that I do enjoy uh, discussing, and I actually think as as we do this as well. I'll probably learn just as much as anybody else uh, and, and kind of remember some things that maybe I hadn't thought about in a while. Well, that's what we're going to try and do because a lot of the language surrounding it, Alex and Colin, you've read because I obviously went to Wikipedia, but then I went on to other websites to find layman's terms to try to find these examples that you will have read, you will have seen, especially online in the papers, politicians, like you said, Alex. So we will try and get a bit of a, a bit of a laugh as well, looking at some of the the more ridiculous um, arguments that some people will, will try and put across. But we'll start with a. I suppose we'll just start with a sort of definition, Colin. Do you want to take a wee bash at this, and then we can sort of maybe drill down a little bit into whether the language surrounding fallacies. friends, Colin here, the looks, the charm and the brains behind long-term memory. Just wanted to pop in and interrupt your listening pleasure to let you know about our Patreon and some changes that we've made to it recently. We've now introduced a £1 tier where you get absolutely hee-haw other than the sense of achievement that could only come from supporting two great guys like myself and Jack. We've also reduced the price of the two top tiers uh, by a pound on each of them just because we appreciate Life is a little bit shit just now, and uh, if we can make things a little bit better for people, then we will. So check us out at patreon.com forward slash wrongtermmemory, and you'll be able to get early access to shows, ad-free, and lots of bonus content. Is really unhelpful. Sure. Um, So a fallacy is reasoning that is logically incorrect, undermines the logical validity of an argument or is recognised as unsound. All forms of human communication can contain fallacies and because of their variety, fallacies are challenging to classify. They can be classified by their structure, which is formal fallacies, or their content, which is informal fallacies. But there are tons more informal fallacies than there are formal fallacies, which you'll get to know in the next hour or so, split over the next couple of episodes. Yeah, so there we are. Now, the very simplest logical or illogical argument here, Alex, I'm going to put this to you. Don't know if I'm going to be right, but it would be a flawed argument would be if A, then B, A therefore be. Is that kind of where it all stems from? Like that sort of... Um, I mean, that might not be... That, that and its, its structure isn't a lot. Uh, if I was to say that would be, you know, if A then B, A then B would be fine as long as A and B hold to be true, if you get my meaning. I'm sorry, I'm using language that isn't that great here no, either. No, on you go, man. Um, yeah. Yeah, but uh, but yeah. So you know, if anyway, so, what I've just done is I, I've already got confused, and I've I've actually <laughs> given you a logical argument. Well, basically, 
It could be. No, the, the, the form can be, but let me let me use a really easy example. If Jack and Colin are podding, you are listening to the wrong term memory pod. Jack and Colin are podding, therefore you are listening to the wrong term memory pod. That's actually incorrect because it's not because you know you guys don't only do the wrong term memory pod. You know what I mean? So whilst that form can be fine as long as the if A and B, if the premises, as they, be, they would be called, are incorrect, then even something that's structurally fine um, would fall then into the informal fallacies that Colin mentioned, the contents and the contents of fallacy rather than the formal fallacies where the structure would be a problem. In fact, the other way around would be the way to describe that, Jack. What you could say is if A, then B, B, then A. That would be a formal fallacy. That would be a structural problem because we haven't established that if B then A. Do you know what I mean? We've established if A then B, but not if B then A, you know? Right, so like the use of fallacies is really quite common, especially when the speaker's got a goal of achieving like a common agreement. It's sort of more important to them than actually like using sound reasoning. So when yeah. fallacies are used, the premise should be recognised as basically not well-grounded and the conclusion as unproven, basically, but not necessarily false. See, this is when there's, there's lots of sort of contradictions in here, and we will cover yeah. them, um, but the argument is then sort of unsound, basically. There are, we're going to cover formal fallacies first, then informal fallacies. There are a bunch of fallacies that I tried to read the language surrounding Alex, uh, propositional fallacies, quantification fallacies, which I think might be more to do with mathematics when I was trying to read them. And um, the last one, formal syllogistic fallacies, which I just couldn't wrap my head around. So we're not going to, we're not going to speak about any of them, basically. Yeah. Those I, I think three or four yeah. things that we cover, that I, I mentioned there, mate, how, like, would you see these in real life? Whereas I think the ones that I've picked, the 30, 30 or 40, I don't know how many we'll eventually get through, but I've tried to pick ones that I think you will see online in papers and stuff like that. How common are these other ones? Yeah, well, kind of propositional fallacies, propositional logic, um, the issue there can be things that just can't be, can't be classified as true or false or can't be answered absolutely. You can you could probably see some examples of that. I think those would be probably the one that you would see most out of these three. Um that that, that you might not instantly recognise as a kind of an argument of, you know, that's a kind of fallacy. Um or a, 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 you know, unsound, I suppose, is is a is a language for that. Quantification, that the example that they give you on Google is is quite uh, good for that. Some all you know, all dogs hate some cats is is like a quantification fallacy. Um, it's impossible to validate. Um, some dogs hate some cats, whatever, but not all dogs do. Uh, and I got even, a dog and cat. Exactly, exactly, yeah. right. Um, and even then, even if you were to try and flip that around, some dogs hate all cats. Well, we don't know because they've never met every single cat. So, you know, we don't know if that's true either. So, you know, whilst these things can some, you know, you, you can easily say, oh, my dog hates all cats, but you don't know that, actually. You really don't. Um, and when it comes to, you know, when you just use language in general and you say, oh, these things can sound a bit 
uh, a bit too highbrow, as I was saying earlier, and people can sort of switch off from that. Formal syllogistic fallacies, that alone, that phrase alone, you know, just as people like, what? What can that be? Um, that's something, if you're interested in this, have a look at it. It's a bit too, I'm with you, Jack. It's one of those ones where you're a bit like, this takes more explaining than, you know, it would take more explaining to get you to where you are than you'd really be able to go into what's actually going on there. Um, so, so, yeah, it's probably not. It's something that people can maybe look up themselves and try and get their head around, uh, but it probably takes more time than it's worth on this sort of uh, medium, you know? Yeah, so Colin, we're going to start with formal fallacies, basically an error in the argument's form. Um, all formal fallacies are types of non sequitur. That is a sentence that I copied and pasted for sure. <laughs> right. <laughs> so do you want to take it away? We'll, we'll start with, these are basically, I don't know if they're in alphabetical order, but basically we're starting with appeal to probability, mate, and this fallacy, or appeal to possibility it's known as as well. Yeah, so what that is, is a statement that takes something for granted because it would probably be the case or it might be the case. Um, something can go wrong. That would be the premise. Uh, therefore, something will go wrong as the invalid conclusion. Uh, an example would be if I do not bring my umbrella, it will rain. So not bringing the umbrella is the premise. But the fact that it will rain is the invalid conclusion. And that's when you hear all the time, isn't it? I like I better take my my sandals in case it's dead sunny, yeah. Or I better take my um, sunglasses in the car sun- today. Yeah, yeah, it's it's about um, it's, it's believing that that action leads to the conclusion. Um, so so for example, the the argument that you guys have, have got there. If I do not bring my umbrella, it will rain. It may very well rain. But it wouldn't have mattered whether you brought your umbrella <laughs> or not, you know. Um, and yes, yeah, you're right. It's one. Those are. That's the sort of thing you hear a lot, isn't it, um, from people? Uh, you know, somehow applying more agency to themselves of of what you know the universe is doing is somehow more about what they've done rather than just what the universe is doing. Uh, yeah, there's, there's, you know, there's probably there's probably big massive plains and fields in Africa and stuff they should be going to if they can control <laughs> the rain as yes. effectively as that, just by not bringing an umbrella. Yeah, and as we're all football fans. I suppose this is a lot of these as well will have a bit of crossover uh, the fallacies that we will cover as well there's sort of like common themes that run through a few of them but yeah that sort of like you says Alex almost a self a self-centeredness or just thinking that you've got more importance <laughs> and your actions have an impact on do people genuinely believe that but or is it just a turn of phrase I think it, I think a lot of the time it's a turn of phrase. I don't think people genuinely believe it. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> it sounds almost, umbrella piss her in. Yeah, it sounds. You can almost you've seen films about it, right? I mean, almost in many ways. Like even if you take something a, a daft film like um, what's it called again? Uh, oh, what's the one where Jim Carrey ends up becoming God for it's a Bruce short Almighty. time? Bruce Almighty. Bruce Almighty. That's the very one. My apologies. Now, if you remember the very start of Bruce Almighty, he spends that entire film complaining that absolutely everything is going wrong. It's somehow, you know, God being against him, right? That was kind of the premise. And then God obviously shows up, uh, tells him to stop being stupid and, and gives, gives him the powers to to see why he would make that, why that uh, conclusion is completely wrong. That's kind of based on this sort of thing, right? Where it's like, 
this you know this notion that everything's uh, really unlucky here and it's because it's all happening to me and it's like it's, it's like destiny it's like somehow fated to happen and a lot of the time that's you know in fact all the time that's utter nonsense you mentioned football there jack another way of doing it less about kind of self-centeredness but more about um a kind of fear thing would be you know, something can go wrong being the premise in a football term. You're watching that. Your team's winning 1-0. So last five minutes, how many times do you hear people saying exactly the same thing? We're going to blow this or whatever, you know? Um, and they're pretty much convinced. And then if it does happen, what's the phrase? He's like, ah, I told you so. Or, you know, uh, that was coming or things like that. It's kind of nonsense, really. Your team usually holds out more often than not, especially if you're a fan like we are, a team like Rangers will win far more games than ever uh, than, than anything else. But, uh, yeah, you've got this. It's happened once ages ago, um, or you just have this feeling. Uh, that feeling has nothing to do with the fact that it actually happened, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's, you know, that's a bit less about yourself and about something outside of that. But again, it's this kind of appeal to probability, or oh, this could happen, so therefore it will happen. Uh, just because it does afterwards doesn't mean that you were right in the first place. I've got a. Uh... Possibly controversial question, Alex. Yeah. Uh, and I might be completely backing up the wrong tree, so please tell me if I am. No, no, it's fine. Would is praying a fallacy? Given that um, in that context, because you're praying to make something happen or to make something not happen in that regard, aren't you? Uh, I'm going to I'm going to pray to God that so and so pulls through their their hospital visit or something like that. <laughs> this is where. Um, I suppose anybody who is religious may get a little bit, um, I don't think offended, but, you know, would, would, would certainly have issue with what I'm about to say, because I am fully in the belief that there is no such thing as a higher power or a God or anything like that, then yes, you would have, if you genuinely believe that your prayers make a difference, that's that's a fallacy. Uh, yes, that would be that would be some form of a fallacy. There could be, there's a few that could cover, to be honest. Um, this would potentially be one of them. Uh, it's a bit, yes, but that's, that's all based upon what I believe to be a very sound belief of there is no God. So, you know, what are you praying to? Um, uh, and in that respect, uh, you know, if, if there isn't if there isn't anything that can hear or you know be influenced by your prayers, if they did come true, it wouldn't be because you prayed. You know that would then be confirmation. Then there would be the what about confirmation bias. Oh, yeah. I did pray, and Uncle Jim got better. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, no, there is there is that as well. Yes. Um. Now that that breaks any psychological stuff that's, that's probably you know not really for this pod um you could do a whole you could do whole conversations on you know prayer and the way that certain statistics seem to suggest that it actually works and you know in a in a hospital or sickness situation for example but that's you know arguably a, a psychological thing but uh but yeah um but that's yeah calling your point is kind of right it would be uh, you know basing upon that that belief that there is no kind of God or anything like that, your prayers would be, yeah, it wouldn't be because you've done that that something has happened. Um, sure. it's, it's more a it's more chance that you just happen to to think of it first, if you get my meaning. Or you could even argue that, you know, by praying about it, by having that much energy into it, you've sort of made it happen yourself. 
but that's, again, that's the most psychological thing. Okay, thank you for that. Sorry, Jack, I think I cut across you there. So what were you going to no, say? No, no, I was just going to say, and I suppose another way of sort of appealing to probability is just because something is possible doesn't make it true. Yeah. And I've got a wee example here of Dave speaking to his friend. So Dave goes, did you know that Jesus liked to dress up as a woman and like belt out show tunes? And Tim goes like that, why do you say that? And Dave goes, well, you've got to admit it's possible. right? <laughs> so again, it's just another way of framing it, basically. Just because it's possible doesn't mean it's true. Basically. I wonder what the show tunes would have been like back then, though. Probably not all that great. No, I'm <laughs> nah, not. <laughs> not be all that good. No, I'm not 100% sure. But one of the most famous ones, Colin, have you heard of Murphy's Law? Murphy's Law, or I think it's probably more commonly known in Glasgow, where we're from, is Sod's Law, isn't it? <laughs> I basically aye. Yes. Yeah, sure. uh, yeah, yeah, so Murphy's, Murphy's Law is a typically deliberate tongue-in-cheek invocation of the fallacy. Um Anything that can go wrong will go wrong, basically. And Murphy's Law, Stroke Sod's Law, would come under that. Yeah, and this is one of the few fallacies where there are no exceptions, really. Alex, is that right? There are no exceptions. Possibility alone never justifies probability. No, there's nothing. Uh, certainly nothing I've ever heard of that anybody has come up with, and I doubt they ever will. Uh, it's because because sometimes you do get it right, you know, because sometimes you take that gamble uh, with something and it does happen, people might think that, that, that you know, this sort of thing is, is kind of nonsense, but ultimately, no, it never, never leads to it. It's, it's, it's pure chance in that regard. Uh, and, and that's why there are no exceptions. Yeah, for sure. Do you know what? I think that's quite a nice wee 20 minute intro. So what we'll do is we'll call it a day now and we'll be back with you in a couple of days to cover some more fallacies. Looking forward to it. Bye. Really quick call to arms. If you liked it, please let others know. You can do that by leaving a review, leaving a comment and telling your friends about the podcast. If you really like it, you can buy us a coffee at buymeacoffee.com forward slash wrong term memory. only the best pods in the best network quite the thing media.com <laughs>